It's a Valentine's Day edition of the show where we're going to throw out some love and affection towards the likely starting lineup for this Cardinals team in 2023. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor. Born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You ever go to YouTube? That's where we're at as well. YouTube, great place to go. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment. So that way you can interact with us and hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are getting posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Can you feel the love, Cardinal Nation? Happy Valentine's Day to everyone, and I hope you've been able to enjoy it, whether it's spending time with a a loved one or Maybe you live that solo lifestyle and, uh, you know, you're bashing on all the flowers and candies and nonsense that goes along with this day. And I'll be honest, I I find the whole idea of Valentine's Day and, you know, sweetest day, whatever holiday they conjure up to make us, you know, go buy things (laughs) for the people that we care about. I mean, I already get my wife flowers and dinners and treats and stuff like that for all the time anyway throughout the year. I don't need like another day where I specifically have to go out and spend money when they actually jack up the prices on everything and then force us all to deal with crowds and delivery fees and all of it. It's uh, It could be a headache. It's all a little bit ridiculous. But if there is one thing that I can say that I like about Valentine's Day, it's that for the most part, people are a little bit more nice to each other, right? You know? Um, and that's what I want to do today. Not that this podcast is like a negative podcast in any way, shape, or form. I, it's not. At least I hope it's not thought to be that way because I really try not to be. Uh, I'm a genuinely positive guy and try to see all the good in uh, every aspect of things in life, including my baseball team. So um, today, we're not going to talk about negative stuff too much. Instead, we're going to shower our boys of summer with some love and appreciation for things that they do that has many believing that this team is the favorite to win the NL Central again and get back to the playoffs or run at a championship. Now, First things first, let's start off with uh, the John Mosellock extension, okay? We, we we talked about it in last night's show when the story broke. It got confirmed this morning. They held a press conference in Florida. His extension will go through 2025. And some of the fan reaction to this hasn't all been chocolates and roses at all. Uh, I asked fans to give a rating of 1 to 10 on their level of happiness with the extension. Mike W. says, I give him a big fat zero. He fails to address the pitching, both starting and bullpen, year after year after year. Everyone knows pitching has been an issue with the Redbirds. David Showmaker says, another big mistake by the DeWitts. Mo is a joke, and this ownership has become a joke also. Ray Russell, based on job performance, what has Mosellock done to earn an extension? Some guys start on the job and do well. Others stay on and finish well. I think Mosellock will be the former. Just doesn't seem to be the guy to bring the club to a World Series win. Now, this isn't brought up to just call these dudes out. Mike, David, Ray, 
don't take it like that. I actually, I appreciate your honest feedback. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything that this team does or everything that I say. And that's what's great about it. We, we can have discussions about this stuff. So thank you guys for taking the time to comment. And let me know what you think. Um, and part of me gets the frustration, guys. Like, I, I'm not totally denying that he hasn't had some issues during his tenure, okay? But no GM has. And no president of baseball operations has a perfect record when it comes to trades and signings and everything. You know, it's, it's impossible to pull all of that off. Um, I've talked about my frustration on this podcast of not being able to go out and sign talent that is needed to be on this team to make it a World Series contender. Um, but my issue is that I don't know if you can really put all the blame on Mo. And the reason I say that is that he's not the guy signing the checks. You know, if Mosellock was the owner and was the one that was setting the payroll each year and then going out and finding the people to spend the money on, then you could give him a little grief. But he is told what his budget is and he has to work within those parameters and do the best he can. All right. And for the most part, he's done a good job, at least in my opinion, you know, but he doesn't have unlimited resources to go just buy whoever he wants to build a championship. And under those constraints, he's reeled off 15 consecutive winning seasons. 15. Uh, Bernie Miklas over at Scoops with DannyMac.com rattled off a bunch of other stats about most time since he took over in 2008. Uh, he brought up that the Cardinals have the third best regular season winning percentage in the majors over Mosellock's 15 seasons as the organization's top baseball guy. They've won two NL pennants and a World Series and played in five NLCS rounds. St. Louis's 10 postseason appearances are the third most in the majors to the Dodgers and the Yankees. Dodgers have 12, Yankees have 11, Cardinals have 10. Uh, so they are the third most in the majors during Mosellock's time, uh, time. But as I just mentioned, Mosellock is doing this at a fraction of the payroll that those other teams have. Okay. The Dodgers and the Yankees don't have the payroll that the Cardinals are working with. They're well beyond that. Well beyond that. Uh, trades that he's been able to uh, get throughout the years. Uh, Matt Holliday, David Freeze, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Jake Westbrook, Raphael Call, John Lackey, Jason Hayward, Octavio Dotel, Giovanni Gallegos, Edward Mujica, uh, Mark Ripchensky, Edwin Jackson, John Lester, Jay Happ, Jose Quintana, Jordan Montgomery, Ryan Ludwig. He signed Lance Berkman. He signed Carlos Beltran. He just signed Wilson Contreras. He brought Pujols back last year. You know, a lot of big names that have led to a lot of great seasons for this team. And that's just a few of the ones that uh, Miklas pointed out. So if you want to read his full article for more reasons why he thinks the extension for Mo is deserving, I, I say you should do that. <laughs> I suggest you go read that because it's good. Um, now, of course, missing in all of this is... Um, a true ace pitcher, when you hear those names, you're like, well, nah, wait, no, nope, <laughs> there's none in there, right? Which is something the team is still trying to find. But it's not easy to just get one of those guys. Um, but all in all, I'd say it's uh, hard to say that Mo's done a, a bad job. If he had the payroll of the Mets or the Phillies, I'm sure he'd do wonders with it. But he doesn't, and that's just the facts of this organization. you got to keep that in mind when you give uh, Mo a hard time, that he is not the one that sets the bar of how much money he can spend, okay? If it was unlimited, I'm sure he would have gotten a lot of those guys that we've, uh, you know, been asking about, especially this offseason, you know. But he didn't get the green light to do that. So he did what he thought was best. He got Wilson Contreras. And now we're going to move on with the rest of the season. 
Now, not winning enough championships, that's been a problem. Um, another thing the Cardinals haven't had to do in his tenure, though, is uh, rebuild. When was the last time you had to worry about that? I mean, 15 consecutive winning seasons. Uh, Mo acknowledges the fact that that's something that he's very prideful about, is that he didn't have to ever tear it down and rebuild again. Here's his quote. When you think about winning seasons, that's nice, but we've never had to tear it down, go through a couple of painful years, and then hope for the best. When you're trying to appease the fan base that shows up in such numbers of $3 million and more, I think they're grateful of the type of product we roll out there. We understand that the ultimate goal is to be the last man standing, but with the journey to get there, we take a lot of pride in winning years. And you should. And you should. Okay? Uh, we are spoiled as Cardinals fans. We are. We are. We're so used to winning that we it's you know it's world series or bust these days you know a lot of franchises are just hoping to win the division where we're like yeah it's fine and dandy but what have you done for me lately and i get it you know the goal each year is to win a championship and uh we'll see if it happens this year that 2023 team it's it's setting up to be a winning team right and uh we're going to discuss some of the things that i love about this starting lineup on this valentine's day edition of locked on cardinals and we'll do that next uh, if you're looking for delicious treats but don't want all the fat and the calories, then Built Bar is someplace that uh, you know you should be checking into. Built.com, if you haven't been there yet, please look it up. If your goal is to eat a little healthier this year, uh, you're not alone. A lot of us have started dieting, and a lot of us like sweets, okay? it's You're human. It's human nature to, to crave things like that, and that's what makes Built so great. 100% uh, real chocolate, that's what they're covered in which is delicious. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, uh, 130 calories, four grams of sugar. That's great and all, right? You, you'll live with that. But then the bonus is the whopping 17 grams of protein. Now that's that's good stuff right there. And now you don't have to wait around to get the box. You don't have to just order at built.com, which you can do still. That's not a problem. But if you're near a Walmart, you're near a Sam's Club, they got them there now, too, which is awesome because sometimes you run out, you don't realize how many you got left in the box. You run out, and you're like, oh, man, now I got to order some more. And then you're waiting where now you don't have to do that anymore. You can jump into a Walmart, pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or a coconut puffs, or at Sam's Club, you got that 13-bar box with hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. So find one that you love the most or get one of those mix boxes that you can do online at built.com as well, but they're always dropping new flavors. So they have that maple donut puffs are out. Now you might want to try those. Check it out for yourself at built.com today. Thank you for making locked on Cardinals. Your first listen every day. Be sure to lock on to locked on MLB prospects as well, where our host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow free available wherever you get your podcast. Lindsey's a great dude. He's been on this uh, podcast before. We will be having him on again here in the spring as we start to narrow things down as the, you know, things get going with the world baseball class and we start seeing some of these prospects like Jordan Walker and Mason, when we start seeing more of them uh, performing in the spring, we'll, we'll get them on here to talk about them. So since this is Valentine's Day, I'm going to dole out uh, one aspect about each starter that I personally love. Okay? We'll start at the hot corner with Nolan Arenado, the Platinum Glove winner, Silver Slugger winner, All-Star third baseman. There's a whole lot of things to love, right? It's hard to name just one. But I want to bring up something that doesn't always get brought up, but I'm sure you've noticed it on the field. But I have always loved and admired this about Nolan Arenado, and that's that he's always striving for perfection. He settles for nothing less than that. He doesn't hide his emotions when he's on the field. Uh, when good things happen, you've seen him going around the bases, yelling and screaming and uh, happiness. And then 
when he swings at a bad pitch or he misses a ball that he thinks he should have gotten to at third base, he gets a little upset. And um, it was something that I always watched at games when he was with the Colorado Rockies still. I would purposely get tickets on the third baseline so I could be close to where he was and just watch him because he's just elite. And I just love the way he just focuses the entire time on the game. You know, he's not just standing around, letting his mind wander, kicking at the dirt, looking down all the time. The dude's locked in at all times, and not every player can say that. So uh, that's something I love about him. Shortstop Tommy Edmond, the ability to switch hit, which is an art that we don't see a lot of anymore. The great thing about Tommy Edmond is he's a switch hitter, but he's productive for both sides of the plate. You know, we saw Dylan Carlson switch hit this past year, and he stunk from one side, and then he was really, really good when he was swinging from the right-hand side. Injuries apparently had a, had an issue with that, but when you can be productive from both sides, that's great. And, uh, you know, whether Tommy belongs at the top of this order or not, that's still debatable, but for a manager to have someone of Tommy Edmond's skill set, you know, he's got the speed, gets on base, can steal you a couple bases, a lot of doubles. Um, he's pretty much matchup proof, right? Because he can just flip sides if you need him to. So that's quite a treasure for uh, Ali Marmel this season. And, you know, Edmund provides that along with the ability to play both middle infield positions at an elite level. So um, I, I love that about Tommy. Second baseman, Brennan Donovan and Nolan Gorman. All right. So let's talk about these guys. Uh, we'll start with uh, Brennan Donovan. All right. There he is on our YouTube page. You got a picture of him from uh, spring training today. Now, the reason I combine these two together is that even though Donovan will get the bulk of his starts at second base, he's going to play elsewhere a lot <laughs> this season. And that's what I love about him. You know, any spot on the field you need him, he can play. And clearly he's one of the best at doing that because he just won the utility gold glove this past season. I hope they don't have to use him in the outfield much. I really don't. I prefer him to be at second base. And when Edmund needs a break, slide him on over to shortstop. Um, I... If Paul DeYoung's on this team, then whatever. But I would prefer <laughs> to just go ahead and slide Donovan over to shortstop and uh, have Nolan Gorman at second base in a situation like that. But that's one of the great things about Donovan is that, uh, you know, if you need to get DeYoung some at-bats there at shortstop, you want to get him in the game, you can put Donovan somewhere else. You put him in left field, right field, second. He can play third if you need him to. Now, Nolan Gorman, photo of him from uh, spring training. As far as what I love about Gorman, it, I, there's not a big secret on this. It's the power. It's the power. It's the first thing that stands out when you see him at the plate. Quick hands, powerful stroke, and it's effortless. You know, he's not swinging out of his shoes to generate the bat speed to hit the ball 440 feet. He just has it, guys. He just has it. And I feel bad for all of you who were really disappointed in him this last year when he came up his first time in the major leagues. First time. Does hit for power, but then struggles down the stretch in his final, you know, three weeks that he was on the team. Ends up getting benched and then sent back to AAA. It's okay. It's okay to expect him to come up to the majors, hit 250 with 40 home runs, just bang out of the chute is ridiculous. All right. There's going to be growing pains. Jordan Walker is likely going to have growing pains. Are you guys going to give up on him after three months? Are you going to say, ah, ship him out, done with him? I don't think so. And I don't know why Nolan Gorman gets such a bad rep about this. It's uh, it's beyond me. But if he cuts down those strikeouts a little bit in year two, we're talking about 25, 30 home runs with the uh, uh, right amount of at-bats. And, uh, you know, he can play short 
or not short. He can play second and he can play some third base for you as well. And uh, obviously DH be that left-handed uh, DH hitter that you need. First baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, the reigning NL MVP. A lot of great stuff to talk about with Paul, but the thing I love about Goldie besides his calming demeanor, which I think is a great matchup when you've got the, the feisty, fiery Nolan Arenado at the hot corner, and then you have Paul Goldschmidt, calm, cool, collective, over at first base. Uh, I always bring this up, his base running. I find it to be so good, and it's a small portion of his game that gets overlooked because how many times are you watching somebody run the bases, really? You know, you're, you're not usually. Paulie's usually knocking somebody in. You're watching that guy score, come in from uh, second base or whatever. You're not paying attention to what Goldie's doing, but he's such a good base runner and surprising speed for a 35-year-old first baseman. I mean, you see him kicking into that extra gear going from home to second on a double or second to home on a, on a base hit, and it's actually a really cool thing to watch. So it's something that if you get a chance and you pay attention to it, you'll be like, whoa, yeah, I, I kind of dig that. And finally, catcher Wilson Contreras, who uh, has joined this team this year. Um, Wilson Contreras, we don't know what he is on the field yet as a Cardinal, right? We don't know yet. But I tell you what, the newest Redbird is saying all the right things to the media uh, before he even plays a game for this team. I love that he loves being a St. Louis Cardinal already. Hearing him talk about, you know, the Cardinals jersey that he got from his hero, Yadier Molina. Got it, had it signed and sent to him, and he put it on in front of his wife. Like, how do I look? This was before he even signed with the team. We told you that story long ago. Uh, it's getting rehashed now that spring training has been brought up. But, you know, that's a cool story. Um, I saw in an interview with Valley Sports how he, he gets chills thinking about being on this team, how good it is, and how he loves everything about being a Cardinal. I mean, what fan doesn't love to hear that about your newest free agent signing? He loves everything about being a Cardinal. You're going you're gonna to win us over real, real quick right there, Wilson. Even if you hit 200 in the first month, we're still going to love you. Anyway, we're going to head to the outfield next to spread the love, including one player getting some love for his shoes. We're going to do that next on Locked on Cardinals. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three-pointers drained. I'm one of those guys that likes the, the smaller bets, the just goofy ones that are fun, like uh, how the first bucket of the game is going to be scored. You get an option of like, you know, dunk, free throw, uh, three-pointers, layups. could be any of those things. And you can do it for all of the games, all the games that are in the lineup that night. So uh, that, that's just one way that I enjoy it. You, you do it however you want to. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. To learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's mosey on out to the outfield, shall we? The love fest continues. Uh, first, let's start over in left field. You knew I was going to start with my man here, Tyler Broneal. There he is, all jacked at spring training. Um, my favorite aspect about the guy that they call Popeye, it isn't the power. Nope, it's not the power. I like the speed 
that he possesses. That's my favorite thing about Tyler O'Neill. This dude can absolutely fly, whether it's running the bases or tracking down balls in left field or when need be in center field, where he did make 21 appearances last year, even though he was dealing with injuries. He was on pace to set a career high in stolen bases before the uh, injuries ended his season. And I, I really, really, really hope they don't take that aspect of his game away from him in 2023. You know, I know they're going to try to be a little more cautious with them. They don't want him to get hurt, and I understand. But what a weapon that is. What a weapon that is. His speed is a weapon. I mean, him and Tommy Edmond are the guys who are going to go out and steal you some bags this year. You don't want to just take one of those guys away. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I understand if they do it. I just don't want it to happen. Uh, Dylan Carlson. I'm still not sure what type of hitter uh, Dylan is yet. I'm not. Uh, two full seasons. That's all we had from him in the show. But... What I do know and what I love about him is that you're going to get gold glove type of defense, which is something that we were a little bit worried about after they traded Harrison Bader. We we know how amazing Harrison was, was coming off the gold glove in center field. But when healthy, Carlson looked fantastic in center field. He had a 993 fielding percentage in 73 appearances last year. That was his normal position because the Cardinals had Bader. They brought up Carlson and put him over in right field where he did a good job but he's better as a center field center fielder. He's just more comfortable being there. And he said so. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing that and hopefully get this smooth transition from one gold glove center fielder to another. So that's what I'm digging about him. Uh, Lars Newbar. Now there's one thing that you can't argue about when it comes to Lars Newbar. It's that he's got energy. He's got excitement and he brings it to the ballpark every single day when he's playing that game of baseball. And this is something that I think fans at least St. Louis fans, they recognize this stuff. They really do. Because anytime I say anything negative about, about Newt, which isn't often, I just, you know, one of the things I'm worried about is the hype going to be too much for him coming into this season. I hope it's not. But people are building him up as he's going to be the all-star right, starting right fielder in the National League. And we don't know if that's feasible. You know, we haven't seen him do it over a, an entire season yet. But the analytics say he should be. But um People bring that up, though, that, uh, you know, he's he's just got this life about him that just brings the energy to uh, to the dugout. Um, and I brought it up. I just brought it up at my Valentine's Day dinner, actually. Uh, the waiter came over, and guess what he was doing? He was grinding the pepper, putting the pepper on my wife's salad. And I immediately thought of Newt because that was his thing last year that the, the team was doing when they would get on base. They're grinding. They're grinding. So, um if his play matches the intensity and joy for the game that he has, then we're all in for a real treat this year. You know, uh, by the way, I saw a video of him in the cage today at spring training. That swing looks really good. Like out of all the swings that I saw in video today, and there was a lot of it out there. Mostly it was a lot of hitting today. Lars swing looked the best. Like it looked good. So I retweeted that out. If you guys want to see it for yourself. And finally, I want to give an honorable mention to a guy who actually wasn't on this team last year. He wasn't even in the organization two years ago, but I got to show some love to Moises Gomez. All right, so on YouTube, I got a picture of Moises Gomez right there, or you could think it might be Derrick Henry because the dude is built like a tank. <laughs> he's built like an NFL running back, but I want you to check out the shoes that he's rocking. If you can zoom in there for me, check that out. His shoe game, he's rocking Jordans. Jordan baseball spikes. Look at those bad boys. Much respect to Moises Gomez. That's good stuff. I like that. Now, will Gomez 
have a say in what happens with this team in 2023. It's a possibility, right? You know, he's way down on the depth list. You've already got like five guys in front of him, but you can't not acknowledge the fact that this dude hit 39 dingers last year in 120 games. That's sick power. That's 11.3 uh, every home run, a home run every 11.3 of bats for Moises Gomez. That's sick. That's crazy power. And you can see he he's not missing many meals in the weight room at all. Like, that's a big dude right there. So if he can do... I'm not saying he has to have those numbers exactly, but if he can prove that what happened last year wasn't an aberration, I don't know how he doesn't have an impact on this team in 2023. I don't know how you can keep him down there if he's mashing home runs left and right. So it's a good problem to have, right? To have somebody like that. But I had to give him uh, him some extra love here today, even though he won't be a starter coming out. Um, I had to show him some respect there. All right, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.